Welcome to the Girl Gang Craft Podcast, where we dive in deep to all things business, wellness, creativity, and activism for artists and entrepreneurs. We talk with impactful, female-driven companies and founders for an inside look at the entrepreneurial experience, where you'll come away with tangible steps to elevate your business. Are you ready? I'm your host, Phoebe Sherman, founder of Girl Gang Craft, artist and designer and marketing obsessed. We're here to learn together how to expand our revenue, implement new organizational techniques, and cultivate best business practices as we work towards creating a life doing what we love. Let's get started. Hello, creatives. Phoebe here. We are back with our second year of the Girl Gang Craft podcast. Woohoo! I hope you all had a bit of rest over the holidays. We have a new year ahead of us. So lots of uncertainty, right? Last year was hard. It was. For small businesses, for the Black community, and for those who have lost family or friends to COVID. We all have had different levels of hardship, and I'm here to send out love to each of you. This year was taxing, no matter your circumstances. But it's a new year, and we've got a new president coming into the White House, and there is a little glimmer of hope. Thank you for all the support last year. Truly, truly so grateful to be able to continue doing what I love and leading this community of makers and creatives and small businesses. Before we get started, I just want to let you know what is up with GGC right this very beginning of the year. So we've got our holiday gift guide up on the site till January 12th. So if you want to still do some shopping, maybe for yourself, take a browse and continue to support small businesses, girlgangcraft.com slash gift. We are offering our three Girl Gang Craft signature courses. So that's our content class, email marketing, and brand partnerships up on Teachable. So that means you can take the class online at your own pace. Each class is $57, but you can bundle them for $150. So you can find them under our events page, girlgangcraft.com slash events, and I will link them in the notes. Finally, we are partnering with Jessie Susanna of Money Witch to offer her business coven course on taxes bookkeeping, and business structures. So this course is so easy to understand and is chock full of magic for you creative witches. The first step to making more money is to get organized with your money. I promise. The course is available now. And if you enroll now through January 22nd, you get the digital version of her budgeting zine, Be the Queen of Pentacles, along with the course, of course. So go to bit.ly slash ggc times money witch to enroll. And of course, I'll link that in our notes. Also, I do want to mention that California has partnered with local agencies to provide COVID grants for small businesses. So apps are due tomorrow, January 8th. The website is careliefgrant.com. They are handing out $5,000 to $25,000 for each business. So go ahead and apply now. Okay, so I think that is all that is going on for now. Our signature courses, our gift guide, Money Witch course, and the grants. So super excited for some things that are coming the last week of January as well. So hang tight for those. Yeah, moving on. 2021. So excited to be back in action. We have some amazing guests lined up for the podcast for 2021. So we will continue with the cadence of new episodes launching every other week. That feels good for us for now. We'll let you know if we move to an every week schedule, but for now we're continuing with this rhythm. 
So each month you can expect one interview style episode and one episode with me. I interview mostly female identifying business owners from the Bay Area and beyond. So we talk about how they got their star and of course their expertise and specialties whatever we have to talk about. And then every other episode will be a mini lesson from me. So if you already know me, you know I love talking about marketing. So we'll talk about growing your email list, building your social media, and pitching and nurturing brand partnerships. Plus, I will chat through things like establishing your business with things like taxes or what's the difference between establishing an LLC versus a sole proprietorship. And also I'm a Virgo. So organization and time management is close to my heart. So we will be sure to touch on that. My goal for my personal business is to always work smart and efficiently. That means noticing when things are a waste of my time, outsourcing, managing systems, and of course, being gentle with myself. I'm always learning to create space in my life for rest, play, and creativity. My goal is to never work myself to the bone, but instead I look at time as a precious resource, and I'm constantly looking at revamping my systems to create more time. Anyways, Those are some of the fun things you can be expecting from me and the GGC podcast over the next year. I wanted to start the podcast season off with a look at 2020 and how this little events business pivoted. So this episode is an inside look at us throwing spaghetti at the wall and making it work. As usual, I am transparent and honest, and I hope you can learn from what we learned. We will round off the episode with ways you can move forward into 2021 and how to plan the year ahead. I am excited to start getting back to work personally. I did take most of December off. I had my handy away message up in my inbox the entire month and spent the first couple weeks of December mostly off, just available to tie up some loose ends and of course shipping out GDC products. And then the last two weeks I was entirely off. This was so needed. I did, of course, have a whole list of fun and maybe some less fun things planned for December, but really all I did was rewatch Gossip Girl. I did paint some fun planters, got a puzzle done, did some baking and cooking, some reading, and moved my body. It felt so good just to be away from the computer and out of my office, really. And it's this beautiful thing when you create space to just be, because there is space for inspiration. Truly, the ideas can creep in when you don't have a long-ass to-do list or when you're not in your inbox. The ideas just come. So, of course, I do have lots of fun ideas coming at you. And yes, okay, I did work on redoing my personal website again. And we did have some mega brainstorming sessions. And Hannah and I have planned all launches and dates for 2021. But mostly, I rested but also some major big thinking happened. And I'm really excited for what is coming up in 2021. And I can't wait to share it with you all because we are doing a huge major pivot again. But let's save that for later. We're going to hop right back to 2020 for the beginning of the pandemic. But first, in case you're new to our GGC world, generally, Gog and Craft, we throw craft fairs. If you want to hear more about how we started, head back to episode one and give it a listen. But our main revenue has always been craft fairs. We also have a feminist clothing line. We hosted our first small biz summit in 2019, and we taught occasional in-person workshops. I will go into full detail about a lot of how we handled 2020. I think it's important for me, myself, to reflect on how we handled the year, and also for you all to see inside another business. I am not saying what we did was perfect. 
We did not make tons and tons of money in 2020, but we did stay afloat. We learned lots. And I absolutely believe with my entire heart that we set Girl Gang Craft up for greatness as we move forward. So at the start of Shelter in Place, we had three springtime events planned, LA, Oakland, and Sacramento. We moved back the dates twice, and then of course, eventually canceled. We gave all of our participants booth funds back or gave the option for the booth fees to be moved to the next in-person event. We did keep our vendor application fees, so that's $25 per event, which are non-refundable in normal times. We did look over your apps, and that really helped us as we moved into other stages of the businesses. For full disclosure, that was about $4,000, and keep in mind that January, February is generally a slow season for us, so we hadn't been making money for months. Plus, we were not entirely sure we were going to get deposits back on any of our venues. We did end up getting them back, though. So to continue with our transparency vibe, lesson one, always stand up for yourself. One of our venues did not want to give us our deposit back. It was about $3,000, and I wrote them an email saying that was unacceptable. Because they were not allowed legally to hold the event, they could not hold on to my money. And the contract was void because they could not have the event. (laughs) So I did mention legal counsel. My dad is a lawyer, but he never had to get involved. Just by mentioning legal counsel and explaining the issue in their contract calmly and persuasively, they did send us back our check. But never take never take no for an answer. Like, argue that if you need your money back. Okay, so moving on from events. Right at the turn of the pandemic, I wanted to make sure we could create a resource that would help you all. So incomes are GGC Guide to Pivoting. So this is a six-page guide designed to help you navigate the pandemic in business sense. (laughs) So it touches on ways to clean up your content and offerings and what sort of paid and free content you could create that is adjacent to your current brand. So I'll link that in the notes as well, but you can go to bit.ly slash GGC guide to pivoting, all lowercase, if you want to access it. So this guide is considered a freebie. Our community had to sign up for their email list to access this. So this is a great way to build our list in this beginning of shelter in place time. Okay, so moving on. I also wanted to do something fun for the GGC vendors. So we created a secret shelter in place with almost 70 participants. So each person received a gift and gave a gift. So I think it was a fun little morale booster for all of us that miss events and miss that essential vibe of trading our goods. Next up was the podcast. So this wasn't quite a pivot. This was in the original plan for 2020. But of course, it became essential to growing our brand. And even more importantly, it became an essential resource for our small business community in a wild time. So the podcast is a blast for me. I have radio and stage experience and it's so fun to talk to founders and learn things myself while also teaching the community. So let's talk monetization of the podcast because of course, podcast content is free for you listeners, right? But here are some of the benefits of a podcast. Number one, it is a resource for people already in our community. This creates value and trust. When you give out value, your community will learn to trust you as an expert in your field, and then they can opt in for paid content like classes, courses, conferences, etc. Two, the podcast is a great way to bring people into the community. Number three, whether you are offering straight commercials to your partners or not, A podcast just looks good. It is an extra arm available for promotions. So when we put together partnership proposals, it may include a couple podcast commercials, maybe an Instagram TV spot with a couple stories, whatever. You can put together options across all of your channels for your partners. Also a bonus benefit. 
SEO. When you have summaries or even transcripts of your episodes on your site, that helps people find your brand. So let's say you were searching for tax help in Oakland, and then our episode with Jesse Susanna, the money witch, pops up. So we receive traffic on our site. Okay, so we did all this stuff. The started the podcast, did the guide to pivoting, did the secret shelter in place, but none of that was making any money, right? So we had to figure out how to actually make money. Maybe these things had the ability to be monetized in the future, but they were not making us cash right then. So first up, we did get PPP help. It was based on my 2019 tax returns as a sole proprietor. So we got $7,000. And this was based on like my entire tax returns, right, from 2019. I also personally applied for self-employment. I was scared. I had no idea what 2020 was going to bring. My unemployment was based on a single W-2 from last year, from teaching yoga. I did not qualify for PUA because of this W-2. My W-2 was for $7,000. Hence, my unemployment was based on that amount as my total, like, quote-unquote salary for 2019, right? They did not even look at my GGC income from 2019. This is an extremely stupid system, and I know millions of people with multiple jobs or revenue streams are affected by the stupid decision. This is a whole other rant, though. So I did receive $87 a week. That's it. (laughs) But of course, they added the extra $600 when that was available. So this was good for me. Anyways, unemployment rant, that can be continued for another time. I stopped my unemployment in September when we started to make money again. So in the beginning of this pandemic, I was hustling any way I could. I did produce a bunch of my pet portraits and titty committee commissions in 2020 for extra cash. Reviewing my notes, it looks like I made about $3,200 in commissions for 2020. I have a great rental deal. I've been in my place in Oakland for seven years now. So I could, you know, get by with, you know, with getting by commissions, classes. That was the initial plan. So We're back to throwing spaghetti at the wall, seeing what we could do that was impactful and brought in revenue when we couldn't have physical events. And when also, you know, a lot of our clientele, a lot of our audience was scared and not making money. So I was going to see if I could bring my classes online. I had been teaching one or two basic branding workshops in person a year the past couple years. We figured out how to bring the class online. Hello, shared screen on Zoom. That was it. It was simple. We had 40 people signed up and gave away five free scholarships to Black creatives. It was a success and brought in $1,800. And hello, this is way more money than I ever made teaching in-person yoga classes. I knew I wanted to step up my class content though, so I created two new classes on email marketing and content. This was going to be a more affordable offering just to test the waters. So We offered one class for $37 or two for $60. We had 65 paid spots and offered 62 free spots to Black creatives. These two classes together brought in $3,000. I decided to add a new class to this roster, brand partnerships. So all three of these classes, content, email marketing, and brand partnerships became GGC Summer School. Our communities could sign up for one or all three classes. The summer school brought in about $4,600 with 72 signups, with 17 of the spots being scholarship spots going to Black creatives. I loved teaching these classes. 
I knew moving forward that live classes were absolutely something I wanted to focus on, but I wanted to get a little bit more intimate. These hour and a half classes were not enough. I wanted to get to know my students. I wanted to create community. So we created Level Up Academy. This is a six-week cohort program focusing on topics like entrepreneurial mindset, business tools, content planning and creating, email marketing, brand partnerships, and showing up with access to our Facebook group, two office hours, and an option for one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. We have 35 students in the academy, five of those being scholarship spots. Level Up brought in $6,700 with an extra $1,500 in coaching, and I loved it. I love getting to know my students on a personal level, to be able to answer specific questions, to be able to really tackle the challenges they had. Plus, they all created community with each other. I loved learning about how they collaborated on giveaways or got together to read each other's bios. This was how I wanted to continue to create community online. So what does this all mean? Collectively, class revenue for 2020 was almost $18,000. And we taught over... 250 students. Teaching filled me up and I made almost three times as much as I made teaching yoga last year when I was teaching three to four times a week. Teaching on marketing was something that was already like inherently inside me and it was easy and fun teaching classes. I love being connected to the community in some way even if it was just your little faces bobbing on the screen. The marketing however was hard. It's draining. It's taxing. Launches are hard. Selling is hard. The teaching was the easy part. We can have a whole other podcast on launching and sales later, but here's a little piece of advice. Don't be afraid to reach out to your key class demographic in their DMs. Kindness, listening, and friendliness go a long way. We capitalized on something I loved doing and the community needed. Plus, the revenue was proven. When these things align, you know that you're on the right path. So during this time, we were also managing other projects. We were working on brand partnerships and also hosted live virtual events. I had two amazing partnership liaisons this year working for Gog and Craft. Nicole got us through the beginning of this pandemic, making amazing connections with brands like Slutbox, Adobe, and Wink. She left UGC to work on her personal projects. Then in came Gina, who is head of partnerships currently, and she has made amazing connections with brands like Ease and has set us up for success as we move into 2021. So when we started to figure out how to even tackle partnerships this year, we wanted to create experiences and content that our audience could relate to. In the past, our partnerships have been mostly for events. Big brands like Square, Get Around, Topo Chico, they've paid premium booth prices to have a presence at our events, either targeting our attendees or behind the scenes with the creatives. This year, since we didn't have physical events, we had to get creative. We offered social media slots, podcast commercials, design opportunities, blog posts, and spaces on our holiday directory. I'll just give a couple of examples. So we teamed up with Adobe Spark and our now friend Kitty Palaskas to create a three-part series on how to use Spark for creating content. It was a blast and we learned a lot. The series lives on our IGTV and I'll post the link in our notes. Moving forward, I have teamed up with Spark for a year contract as an ambassador and GGC posts content monthly on how to use Spark to grow your business. In 2020, we teamed up with Slutbox to design an exclusive shirt for their subscription box. We worked with Ease on creating a blog post about five cannabis products to that spark creativity. And we collabed with Flowdesk on an affiliate plus a newsletter that highlighted tips for great email marketing this holiday season. 
Our last project that I will mention is our collaboration with Wink that led us to host a series of panels with amazing founders from the community. These events were so fun and they made us feel connected with our community. We made just a little bit of money with the Wink affiliate, but we did pair a panelists, so mostly we broke even or lost money. I think the panels are best looked at as a marketing expense, mixed with educational value for our current community. We acquired new community members as our panelists helped market the event, so we got introduced to their audiences. To watch the events, creators would have to sign up for our email list, so essentially the events served as a funnel, and a chunk of these listeners ended up in our classes and on our holiday directory. We have tons more partners and affiliates that we worked on in 2020, but I will stop there. So if you are interested more about how our partner program operates, aka our method for pitching and nurturing brand partnerships, we've got a class for that, and this is available till January 12th, linked in our notes. We did end up making about $15,000 from our partnerships in 2020. Lastly, we ended the year with our GGC holiday gift guide. So this was our solution to not having a craft fair for the holidays. I know some of our peers in the Bay Area proceeded to hold their events, but we just didn't think it was going to work for us. And I'm so glad we didn't proceed because in December, lockdown got much stricter. I'm so glad we just nixed events across the board because that back and forth of will we, won't we, it just would have been not so great for my mental health. The drum roll, please. Our holiday gift guide was an absolute success. We hosted over 160 small brands from all over the country. Plus, this was a cool partnership opportunity for those bigger brands. So we had four levels for brands to opt into, plus premium options for bigger brands. Small brands could pick from having their info on our site, plus social and newsletter options. The directory bought in about $21,000, and expenses were minimal. So we profited about twice as much as we make for an in-person craft fair. That's right, twice as much as an in-person craft fair. We had 6,000 site sessions and 4,000 unique visitors with an average site session of 32 minutes, which truly is huge, between November 12th and January 2nd. So the directory will be up until January 12th. These numbers do not count social or newsletter engagement that directly link to our vendors. The directory made sense. We did not think that a virtual weekend craft fair would make as much sense as a long-term gift guide. Small business lovers could casually scroll our site and shop for their loved ones on their own time. The site was easy to share and easy to navigate. Wowie. So yeah, that was our 2020. And yes, I worked super hard, maybe too hard, but I needed to. I needed to turn this little events business around. It was hard, but also I was in the house all the time and I really didn't have much else to do. I do not suggest working 24-7, y'all. And I didn't quite do that. I did make some space for me, especially at the end of this year. But, oh, and I do want to touch on that, that we did continue to sell our feminist line in 2020, but I did only make one new item and really our other offerings made way more money than our physical products. So looking back at 2020, I learned so much. I learned to trust my gut. I learned to create systems. I continue to learn how to manage a team delegate, and communicate so that we can all achieve together. I don't want this podcast episode to be in a comparison trap. There are people who made tons more money than we did this year, and also tons of you that had a not-so-great year. We cannot compare our businesses to other businesses, period. But we can learn from each other, always. I want this episode to serve as an inside look at our pivot. 
the word of 2020, pivot. And pivot we did, but it wasn't a full 180 from what we already did. Instead, we studied our audience and figured out what they need. Plus, leaned in to what I actually enjoyed doing and what was successful in terms of revenue. This is where we put our energy, and this is where we'll put our energy moving forward. Serving our creative community through classes, the podcast, and connecting the creative community with the small business fans. That's what we do. That's what we will continue to do. I would say the projects I'm most proud of in 2020 are the podcast, the holiday directory, shout out to our community manager and my bestie Hannah for really making it what it was, level up, and the Adobe ambassadorship. All of 2020 was about trying things to see if they worked. Some did, some didn't. What did I like doing? What brought in revenue? What helped our community? What helped build our list? I am proud of the work our team did in 2020. I am proud of our resiliency, proud of our creativity. We may not have made a ton of money, but it was a pandemic. (laughs) I took care of myself and made our business work. I know absolutely that we have created the building blocks for our success. We have created revenue and offerings that exist besides our events. And damn, I know when we add our events back in to what we have created this year, GGC will be so successful. We have created infrastructure to grow our community, our revenue, and our various revenue streams. I know in my bones that we are going to be golden. So what lessons can you take from 2020 into 2021? And how can you plan 2021 accordingly? Here's my advice. Number one, most importantly, but maybe the most controversial, don't count on in-person events. If you are an event host or event participant, I think you should not count on them happening this year. Yep, I said what I said. So, and then you can be pleasantly surprised if they do happen. Here at Girl Craft, we do have a couple of in-person dates on the calendar, but we are straight up ignoring them. We've done no planning for these events, and we will not. Our entire launch calendar ignores the possibility of these events. But more importantly, we are creating structure, revenue, and a business that can exist without these events. So if this pandemic continues, which it will for some amount of time, we have a business that thrives without events. And then when events are added back on, I mean, we will really thrive. In fact, in our end of the year GGC meeting, we did include these in-person dates. We move forward with our 2021 with the events happening. And then three days later, I was like, did I learn nothing in 2020? And so we took them off the calendar and we've created a whole new thing. Yep. We have a whole new thing for next year. So you will learn about it super soon. I promise. Okay. Number two, plan your year now. Pull out that calendar and schedule your year. So if you have virtual launches or product launches, put that on your calendar. When you schedule a date, Everything can be built around that, and you are also more motivated to make it happen. You want to make sure your audience has time to breathe between launches. You want to make sure you are not always selling, and in the in-between times you are serving. So you want to make sure that your launch calendar has a good cadence. So if you're a product-based biz, go ahead, get out your cal, plan some dates. When does your spring collection come out? What new product ideas do you have? When are your product drops? This way you can build your tasks your marketing, and your content around these dates. 
This serves as the structure for your year, and it really helps to have a bit more direction. If you're a service-based biz, maybe you open up slots for a service on a certain date. Maybe you have a new offering you want to launch. These dates go on the calendar, and then you build them. Three, be flexible. Yes, this sort of contradicts number two, but you're going to put everything on the calendar, and then as we have learned from 2021, you're going to make room for flexibility. You're going to make room for whatever's going to happen to happen. So for us, if we find out in April that we are going to have an event, right, we can make those applications happen ASAP. And, you know, maybe we take steps from there, like hiring help, etc. Number four, brainstorm. So if you don't know what your plan is for next year, get out that paper and pen and start brainstorming. Brainstorming maybe isn't like half the job, but I really do think it is the biggest hurdle. So take your breath, get an outline on paper or Google Docs. Some of my best ideas have started with a few bullet points in my notes app on my phone. So how are you going to serve your audience this year? Who even is your audience? What else could you do for money that is adjacent to your current work? Or maybe something that is completely different. What skills do you have that you are not utilizing right now that are of value? Five. Have multiple levels of paid content. So you want to have free content, so think your social. Free content that converts into email subscribers, think virtual events or a freebie. Paid content, so this could be a membership, your classes, your courses, and premium content, so coaching or mastermind. This can also apply to a product-based business. So maybe you have items that can be intros to your brand, like a mask, right? And then you have higher level items like a dress or something. So this can even apply to content about your products. Maybe you have behind the scenes of your building your item on social, and maybe you have detailed tutorials or classes that are paid. So think about creating multiple revenue streams as well. Six, create systems that can grow with you. What apps are you using for communicating with yourself or your team? If you are using just to-do lists, is this method working for you? Can this method expand for you? If not, try a planning app. If you are using just to-do lists, is this method working for you? Can this method expand with you? If not, try a planning app. So we use Asana here at GGC. Number seven, outsource. What can you outsource to a human or an app? What tasks are wearing you down, take up too much time, or just something you are not good at? Can these be outsourced? For more on outsourcing, check out our podcast episode 11. And eight, lastly, and maybe most importantly, get your money in order and get your taxes done early. Make sure you know how much you are profiting in your biz and more importantly, which revenue streams are working for you financially. This can help you set up the rest of the year by finding out what is working and what is not. Maybe you think something is doing really well and it's bringing in a lot of revenue, but maybe your costs are high for that. And so maybe something else is actually a revenue stream that maybe you could be focusing on. So we're going to talk more about taxes on our next episode with maybe you can guess or you can grab on the Money Witch course on taxes and accounting, which we will link below. I hope you are ready to kick ass in 2021, or at least have a bit more direction and continue to take care of yourself. I do know that we can continue to expect uncertainty. So be kind to yourself and please be kind to others. Check your privilege. And if you find yourself in a position with extra cash or extra time on your hands, maybe find a way to give back to your community. Thanks for listening, y'all. 
And here we go, 2021. Thank you so much for listening to the Girl Gang Craft Podcast. Head to girlgangcraft.com slash podcast for show notes and more. See you next time.